What's going on, everyone? I'm Mike. I'm Phoenix. We're the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially back in session. Here for another round of new singles recap. If you missed our first one that just came out a couple of days ago, make sure you go check that out. It's the literally the episode before this. And uh, we talked about six singles on that episode, and we got another half dozen, uh, half dozen songs from both of us, three that I have chosen, three that Phoenix has chosen, and uh, we have not uh, heard each other's thoughts on these songs before we get going. So uh, that is the, the the fun part of this. We get to hear each other's takes on these for the very first time. Uh, and I, I, you didn't shit on any of mine from last time. And I know you had mentioned there was one you did not care for. So I know it's mm-hmm. I know it's going to be on this episode. I just don't know which one. I have a funny <laughs> feeling which song it is. But uh, I guess I'll, so. We started with your song last episode. So I guess we're going to start with one of mine. On this episode, I'm hoping this isn't the one because I love this song. We got <sighs> FKA Twigs, Hetty One, and Fred again with Don't Judge Me. Phoenix, is this the one you don't like? Ah, no, actually, no, no, no. Oh, it's, 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 okay, uh, let me, actually, let me walk that back a little bit. Let me walk that back. It's, uh, this is definitely one of the ones, you know, I think you probably knew this uh, beforehand while you're sending it to me that this isn't necessarily something I listen to on my own well neither uh, is po- post shiesty for me so there you go like right so exactly that's why and that's why i was glad you know and that's why yeah, i definitely yeah. was trying to be open-minded about it i'm not going to be as harsh as you were about mr shiesty you <laughs> feel me uh, oh come on don't act like i was super harsh yeah dude no you're you're really harsh <laughs> Just you should watch me. your back for sure just throw um, me on the bus de- don't go to memphis don't go to memphis apparently yeah apparently not apparently yeah not. but um but I got to say, uh, this song was different for me. I've heard FKA Twigs music before, though. And uh, she definitely has, you know, kind of like a cool, angelic, spacey kind of vibe. And I thought the song was really cool. I had mixed reactions to it, I, I guess. You know what okay. I mean? Uh, the Twigs vocals, I thought they were cool. And then, if you know, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the beat out of gets a little dancey or a little upbeat almost. Uh, half hook, yeah. Her, and then there's the Hetty One feature, which I was I'm actually familiar with Hetty One uh, only because of Drake's Instagram, Champagne Poppy. You feel me? Like he had put up, and I'm assuming they're friends, or maybe the, he's just a fan of it. We know Drake has like a lot of ties to UK kind of drill grunt, music yeah, and, drill grunt, and British yeah. rappers. Mm-hmm. So I saw him post Hetty One stuff, and I had listened to like a project he had put out, and I listened to it and thought it was cool, but as it goes for most UK music, in my opinion, I I it didn't really keep me hooked or anything, and it was you know kind of left a lot to be desired. And then I'll say though, Hetty One's verse on this, Hetty kind of went hard. He did. Hetty kind of went did. hard, and 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 yeah. that's also where I had these the mixed feeling about the songs because like it has like the twigs kind of on the intro of it, and the, the, sonically I thought. And with like kind of what I know about Twigs, I thought it was gonna go about into a different direction. Definitely switches the vibe up, and then the verse is like really freaking woke. 
Like it's I know really talking about a lot of dark stuff and or or you know not even necessarily dark but serious kind of conscious stuff. Um, I I think uh, I and I was surprised by that because you know I don't really look at UK rappers as the lyricists. You know what I mean? And in, and I think it's also interesting to hear him talk about b- police brutality and like his struggle as a black man being in England. You know what I mean? Uh, just because it's, you know, that's just such a different perspective than what we usually hear about it from people in the United States, obviously. But I was pleasantly surprised with his feature. I was pleasantly surprised. And then that kind of took the the song up for me. Um, I will say one thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, which is this is such a small nitpicky thing, is in his feature, in his verse, he, he has something where he's like... Uh, he he has this one bar and again this is nitpicky but he has this one bar that's like he's going on this thing saying like we gotta change we gotta do better right and you can hear him clearly crispy and like oh <laughs> he kind of has that cool dark melodic voice and then he has this one line that as i was reading i was like wait why did he do this he has this one line that's like let him know that it's a bad thing to be racist or something i like let him i can I can go and find it specifically. I don't have the song saved because I'm not gonna lie. I I was, I saved it and then I deleted it because I don't know if I'm gonna go back and listen to it. You know what I mean? Damn. Uh, right, but I was course. pleasantly surprised though, so that's why like this isn't the one that I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. <laughs> and I think you could probably tell which one it is. Now, by now, that. now, a process of elimination. Now, now I know. Which <laughs> yeah, one it's exactly. Be. But I was surprised with Hetty's Hetty's verse that I did like a lot. First, I was going to say, be careful when you're talking about UK artists, especially my boy Slow Tie, who just dropped an amazing project that I really enjoy, that I almost put on uh, this, this, but chose to maybe do it for a different time. But yeah. uh, be, be careful. because I, like, I actually like Slow Tie a lot. Slow I actually, I actually like Slow Tie. I, I don't awesome. listen to him or follow him, but I like Slow Tie's, you know, he has unique energy. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, he's and awesome. Plus, I really both, dig his stuff. We have the mutual friend Taha, and, you know, like, that's a big uh, artist for him. Oh, he loves he him, of, yeah opened my eyes more to that and then slow tie had a sick feature on the amine album but this isn't about slow tie it's about heady one <laughs> it's about heady one and that's what i'm saying it's not just it's not me generalizing all of uk music you know what i mean it's it's uh it's not usually my bag but good music is good music but uh so here here it is here it is right so he's talking it's no more betrayal we need permanent changes mm, good so we can move forward without turning back pages. Good, right? And like, mind you, if you're hearing this in the song, you can hear him clearly. It's yeah. audible. He's saying it, and he's saying it smooth. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, in this next line, he goes, let them all know that it's wrong being racist. And then for some reason, that one line, that one line is like just drowned out by this like telephone effect. <laughs> like, like it's like almost inaudible. Like if I wasn't lyri- reading the lyrics at the same time, I probably wouldn't have even kept it up, which like I said, this is like nitpicky, but that almost like threw me off for the rest of the verse. I was like, it felt like maybe he just like threw that effect in there to like be different, but it almost came off as if like... You know, he's, like, preaching all this, and then he's, like, let them all know that it's wrong being, like, you know, he's, like, whispers it, let them all know that 
that's wrong being racist and then he goes back into his thing and it, it and then that my kind of you know my mind went into a rabbit hole where it's like you know he doesn't want to divide his audience up so i think like maybe he decided to like kind of drown that one out uh so that again this is a, that's a nitpicky criticism but the heady verse was surprisingly good i'm not sure how fred again is incorporated into this i don't know if they're a producer or i think it's vocalist. just production i'm pretty sure it's just production from them okay, from, from what gotcha. i understand of him he does i think when you were talking about some of the like the dancey almost electronic styled um parts of this song i think he has something to do with that if i'm not okay. mistaken i could be very wrong about that but that that's at least my impression uh I, I'm less familiar with Hetty One than I am with Fred again, but what I do know of him is that he is more of like got the more electronic thing going. So gotcha. that's what I, where I presume. And I think it makes sense too, because like I agree with you that, and that's why one of the reasons why I want to talk about this record is because uh, FKA Twigs doesn't really gone over like production like this before. So that's why I, I feel like it almost has to be because of Fred okay. again, like kind of having the, right, the contributions on that. exactly. Um, Interesting to hear your take on this. I, I wasn't. I'm not shocked. I'll you don't. Say, I'll say just to wrap it up. Sorry. Good. Is that's where the song felt just a little awkward. Like I liked the heady verse, but then still had my little problems here. And then the front of the the first the front half of the song just feels like it's not the same vibe as the second half of the song. Yeah. So yeah. that's why it's yeah. not my favorite. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I kind of liked that aspect of it, believe it or not. I liked the build to it eventually and, and how it almost felt like it was a completely different dynamic to this to this song. You know what I mean? When Hetty One comes in and when it gets a little bit more heightened and a little more upbeat, I guess. Because um, it did sound like originally like a FKA Twig song, like right off the jump, right? The first maybe minute and a half. And then I'd say the last two minutes or so kind of go into into the Hetty One verse and it gets a little bit more, like I said, electronic. Uh, it, it's, I, I think I really enjoy the most about this and especially in the early on in the song is those drums that literally feel almost like a heartbeat. And then like mm. twigs is like gorgeous falsettos, just kind of like blend super well into it. So I just love these. Um, good for that. She'll always yeah. deliver with that. Yeah. And I, I loved her Magdalene project. I believe that's what it was called uh, from. I could be wrong, actually. Maybe that was a song off off that album. But I get not not I'm not always good with uh, the names of, of albums after the fact. But mm-hmm. um, the, her album from last year was or well, I'm talking 2019 was so good. Yep. Magdalene. Exactly. That's like, I had it right. Um, loved that project. And that was really as like, usual, Mike. Oh, usually you so get much. things right am oh, i right <laughs> oh thank you um but either way i just love the emotion and sort of the passion that she puts into into the song and she does it often like that's sort of her thing like with the beautiful falsettos and again i i, I almost i love the the warped vocal effects from her too i agree with you on that um and it was interesting i did write down the line make changes without turning back pages i thought that was like very um really it, yeah, that was that, a good line. It was a great it was. line. It's, it, yeah, it's, that was it my stuck thing. out to me. That was my thing, Mike, is that I was in that verse. He got me. And, and, yeah. and again, I was pleasantly surprised because he got me. And then the that line came up. And then for some reason, he he just lost me in that. And, like, of course it's wrong to be racist. You know what I mean? That feels like a very yes. obvious statement. 
right? Like that is so not to yeah, like it, it uh, seems it's so funny to me. Just just like of, of course, let's let's put it out there. It, it's definitely wrong to be racist. It's not a hot take, I don't think. Right. right. So I, I I see what you're saying. Like he's getting all very like like uh, like uh, sentimental and deep with this, and then it kind of just is like, hey, don't be racist. It's like like that's just like his thesis, like his punchline. Like it's like it's like when I'm when I'm talking to my students about. Uh, writing essays and sort of the norm of people what people think is like oh your conclusion essay you're just recapping everything you just said it's like no yeah. your conclusion needs to be like bringing it to like the next some kind of heightened right. level kind of right synthesizing it all down in a different way right with this it seemed like it was just kind of like oh like that's what you're gonna leave it on so i kind of understand and then right. and the, the way it, it got almost too warped like i think it was maybe too experimental yeah and then so. i was saying the, the the effect on that one line it also just seemed misplaced to me yeah like, it didn't make sense it, it, for I, something I, I that's see, see so that agreeable you know what i mean and not a hot take and not like controversial or even that edgy to say mm-hmm. after you just had like some sick really like profound bars to then like kind of just like it was inaudible like you know what i mean again right, i right. probably wouldn't have picked it up unless i was re- because i was reading the lyrics at the same time i was and that was just odd an odd mm-hmm. choice to me yeah, and I, another thing, too, past the race aspect of it as well, because, of course, you know, Hetty One and both FKA Twigs, I'm sure, you know, are victims of, of racism and things like that. But I, I almost feel like, too, with FKA Twigs as well, you know, her don't judge me, um, you know, refrain as well. I, I almost feel like she gets not um, she gets stereotyped as being kind of like wacky and weird and like people like you like like just artistically speaking i'm not even talking from like a personal standpoint like i think when yeah. people listen to fka twigs or like initially they might think like oh there's not much deeper to her than just like you know her kind of experimental like you know you know warped vocals and falsetto mm-hmm. tones and things like that but she, you know, when you really get in down to nitty-gritty it's like it's like don't judge a book by its cover thing kind of like what i did with freddie gibbs and uh schoolboy q right on that uh right. on that last uh on our last uh, uh new singles recap episode that uh, came out uh, obviously a couple days ago but and all and all kind of encapsulating this uh, I, I definitely thought the message was really brilliant and overall in and i thought that the song was very like just i don't know it was very touching very beautiful i i agree with you in the sense that it's not a song i'm going to listen to like all of the time like it's not going to be like a non-stop like replay thing but it's like a more of a certain setting for me but it's a song i'm definitely going to come back to a ton and i thought it was worth talking about especially on the i guess especially with the police brutality aspect of it from um a black man from the uk right because again like you had mentioned you had mentioned this already but that you know, we oftentimes being in America, we look at it from the American perspective and we don't really necessarily think about it from, you know, the UK perspective. And I don't know if he, it dawns on me a little bit if he's referring to it from the American side of things or if he's also talking about it from how it happened, like if it's Hmm. prevalent. Yeah, I, I I assumed that like the, I assumed it was from his perspective and that maybe that, uh, Right. That's just interesting that you, that you say that, right? Because I, I also assumed that it was coming from his perspective. Maybe he was just uh, speaking for from Americans. Like observation. You know, from yeah. that kind of place. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's 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 something I, I haven't been able to quite grasp on, on where, he, where that lies. But either way, it's a conversation. And I'm glad that, like, you know, other, you know, countries and just other people, places in the world are talking about it, right? So I, I definitely uh, appreciate that from this song. And definitely one of the more 
powerful and moving songs i think from the 12 that we were over the two episodes uh for me personally on a completely different note would love to hear about your uh, your next song here which uh i definitely have a lot to say about so so next we have little dirk young thug and black on stay which i i've been running this record back a lot honestly it has like the perfect mix between like a you know black on the laid back r&b hook and then the rap cool rap verses from dirk and i think dirk even says some real like you know i don't even know if they're necessarily intentional but he even says some kind of like funny kind of cheeky stuff in here that is just entertaining and his delivery is good and then i'll say this young thug's more of the forgettable part of this song for me and i think thug usually isn't very forgettable you know Mm -hmm. um but whether he stood out or not he complimented the song very very well fair point Um, he definitely complimented it well yeah and i even have seen the uh the music video for this and the music video is pretty sick and kind of just has that cool for me i think it's a really really good example of like one of those dark moody but like smooth rap songs you know Smooth was the word that I had used a lot when I was kind of doing my notes for this song. And I definitely want to note that it's, um, I, again, I love the melodic and melancholy piano chords on this. I feel like it's very much in the bag of like black, but a little less so than Young Thug and Dirk. So I really appreciated, um, I, I guess, the not, not I shouldn't say a risk because it's not like this beat is not super risky or anything like that. But right. It, I, but again, it brought into a different world. You know, it wasn't right, like right. bringing just bringing black into like a straight trap thing. It was like mm. definitely Dirk compromising, going into a cool different, a different kind of sound. Yeah. And I had talked about this as well when we talked about Pusheisty. And uh, <laughs> I had mentioned that uh, on that verse from Dirk on that song that I thought it was just kind of like run of the mill and like kind of not forgettable, but just it wasn't super impressive. Opposite, though, I thought on this song, his vocal range surprised me. I thought I was almost like, is this Dirk? Like I was like confused for a while. And I really liked his versatility on this song for sure. So, you know, I think for a long time, uh, again, I, I feel this more recently. Uh, I've I've come around on Dirk, but I feel as though that early on, I, I put, kind of put him in a little bit of like this like drill box, right? Like with the little bibbies and G Herbos yeah. of, of, of the world. And really haven't given him enough credit for his versatility. So I will say that about this song. Well, he's having a second wave. He's having he a really second is. wave, and he I really think is. his second wave is what's showing us that he's versatile. Because mm-hmm. if you had known of Dirk beforehand, like you're saying, with Lil Baby and during that whole Chicago drill movement with Chief Keef, too, he was one of the guys at the forefront. You know, Chief Keef, Lil Dirk, Bibby, and then even right when G Herbo was coming around. Like, those, those are some of the guys, you know, just to name a few, that were really uh at the forefront of the drill movement right. in chicago so he had his run already and i think he honestly wasn't as good as making music as he is now which is why he's showing off showcasing so much versatility mm-hmm. and it's and it's and it's also just nice to see it's you know what i mean as like him being a familiar face and thinking that you know at one point we definitely all could have just written him off as like mm-hmm. washed definitely now he's kind of revitalized himself his sound and i think he has more to pick from Sorry, but this is your review of it. No, no, it's well, it's for both of them. I want to hear yours on your own songs too, and vice versa with mine. But no, I, I just thought that to that that was like the thing that stood out to me the most about this song 
Uh, it's really solid. I, I Again, I don't think it's anything to like write home about. Um, I'm not like oh, head over heels about it, but I definitely like it. Um, mm. How much I will replay it remains to be seen. Uh, I thought Black's verse, I uh, Black's uh, voice in in on the hook uh, was recognizable, and kind of this beat worked perfectly for him more or less than the other two. And yeah, Thug, I was looking for more of like the rangy kind of wacky out there vocals from him, yeah. right? To kind of give it a little bit different contrast, but again. He, his delivery was very smooth and it was almost kind of he took a step back ener- energy wise right he kind of yeah. took it down a notch i think i don't know if that was intentional to maybe try to fit the mood of the song i think that probably would be it but you know he doesn't add like what i typically would think young thug would young thug would add right i like, agree I so agree. not to that, say it was bad but like, i i no. did expect kind of like what were you talking about the underwhelming joey badass verse that's how i feel i, I, I sit you know with that. it wasn't yeah. bad because these are really great artists but you'd think maybe you would have heard a little bit more that was really where i i, I, li- I lied with the song was was young thug it was really kind of waiting for him to kind of change something about the about the trajectory of this song and he didn't really do that that i guess is the one critique i will have about this song is that it's a little flat and i think if if Thug had, and I put it this way, I think if it wasn't for Dirk's a little bit of like a Dirk stepping out of his comfort zone, this song would have felt even flatter. So big props to Dirk for kind of holding this t- song together, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it's not like out of the, the six that you provided to me, I would say it's it's in that middle ground there. It's not like my favorite. Um, certainly, the, uh, you know, not to spoil it, but the Nipsey Jay-Z one was definitely my favorite of the ones that you had sent. Um, over from your list this again probably sits in that like out of the six it's probably like three or four you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. not it's not it's not fantastic but it's certainly like a passable song for these three so yeah um with again with a star-studded cast was maybe expecting a little bit more but overall good song i hear that good song i uh... I think it fits it fits well with the like you know, just like a, a very like slow tempo kind of like moody yeah. aesthetic. So it's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah, I'll be real. It's driving music to me. Mm-hmm. Like Late it's like music, yeah. that kind of casual. I want to listen to something upbeat, uh, but like I'm not trying to go party or nothing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm not going to be paying attention to all the verses or anything. And yeah. there's I, I think there's some cool one liners that uh that Dirk has on there. <laughs> He's like, especially towards the end of his verse, he starts talking about how he knows like all his friends have been with this girl already. He's like, and I know that Metro fuck and I know that nothing fuck, but I'm gonna still show you love. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, and I think like that, it had some character there, you know? It's, yeah. So it's a, it's a fun song. Definitely. You know, I didn't expect it to be anything that like, you'd be like, Oh, can't wait to sink my teeth into, into this verse and break this whole thing down. And I think I also, it's it's kind of a cheat code, man. You put black on a hook, man, and it's just it's it works just like out. why would I not want to hear it? You know, <laughs> like you exactly. Know what I mean? I, That's it, black's incredible in that sense. He does a really nice yeah. job with so those types of hooks and on, on this type of production, he's really good. So yeah, man, it was a solid song, solid song. Uh, and then I guess this is a good segue because I think sonically, this next song sort of would fit in this sort of like drive around playlist of some sort, right? Casual look, but I I. I like this song a little better personally. Uh, I got Lucky Day and Tiana Major Nine with On Red, and I really want to hear your thoughts on this one. What do you uh, What do you think of this track? Fire, 
Isn't this song so good? Fire. <laughs> this song is incredible. Fire. This song is incredible. I, I, I was upset. I didn't know this song. Kind of the same way I was upset. You know, that's what's so fun about our little thing we have here is yeah. that, like, we're both music heads and there's so much music in the world to listen mm-hmm. to that's hard to hear all of it. So that, like, when you put me on to something, I'm really appreciative. But, like, also, like, the the music head deep down is like, damn, I should have been on this. Like, yeah. I should have known this. You know exactly. what I mean? Because uh, I'm a huge Lucky Day fan. I loved that album, that last project he had where, like, the lead single is Roll Some Mo. That that project was hard. The Roll Some Mo song was hard. Even the remix, he put a little dance hall remix out there. That was hard. Um, I think Lucky Day is like on track to being one of the the like a a big a big R and B act with like a lot of longevity in the future. Mm, I, agree. I thought maybe Roll Some Mo was gonna be his breakout things where he's like there there. I don't think he's there just yet. Um, this song but, is doing numbers, though, I got to say. The On Red yeah. is doing numbers. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's, that's amazing. Um, I wasn't familiar with Tiana Major 9, but... She jumped She jumped on a song with Earth Gang last year. Uh, actually, ah. for the, actually, for the Queen and Slim soundtrack, the song was called Collide. It's really good. Okay. It's more uh, Johnny Venus, actually, um, singing, actually. So um, mm. Dr. Dot's not even on it. Um, so it's, it's Johnny Venus and her kind of like trading back and forth uh, like very melodic um you know vocals and it's and it's a fantastic song too but i definitely as much as i like collide i think i like this song even more and conceptually it doesn't seem like it's anything like you know groundbreaking like oh you left me on red like cool mm-hmm. but but in all like let's not even front just just sonic appeal of this song ridiculous vocal performances the range the the sonic appeal the assess- accessibility of this song i think they just complement each other so well especially when they do yeah. uh like that second hook where they have they sing in those harmonies together and mm-hmm. i really just enjoy the like the back and forth male female perspective on this song like from Definitely. you know being left on red and i think even though topically it's not groundbreaking it's very relatable so i think maybe that's why it's doing so much so many numbers because you know you can just it's just so easy to say i left you on red yeah (laughs) and it's one of those things i think right like like uh kind of like how we talked about you know how the arlo parks line in hurt resonates like wouldn't it be nice to feel something right you know it's like plain language and like maybe even things we've heard people like comment on before exactly uh but when it gets delivered the right way you know it can really really resonate on deeper levels and uh i'll say like i wasn't um i didn't even pay attention that much to the songwriting because there is kind of like i get the gist of it it's a lot of plays on blue texts and Mm. not replying you know Mm -hmm. and then it opens up with a little zoom zoom little sounds you know and like it's it that's cool and and so yeah, thematically, like that kind of imagery is not super groundbreaking, but the performance, the vocal performance, is what I was here for, dude. And it's like Lucky Day's a beast. Tiana went off. Like I definitely thought they were real LeBron and D Wade kind of tag team. <laughs> I here. like that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like well, it was le- definitely a, a match made in heaven, dude. Because it, it sounded oh, yeah. great. And again, this is one of those songs where I was like, "Damn it, Mike! <laughs> I should have been had this. I should have been putting you onto this." Because I, I love Lucky Day. I really, really do. And I and I love. You know, I'm a big R&B fan, so whenever there's like exactly. somebody bubble up, bubbling up, that's really good. Especially yeah. male R&B artists, honestly. Even though, not to say there's, you know, a lack of male R&B artists, but girls have been running it. 
girls have been killing it. You know what I mean? I mean? And just, which I love. It's, yeah, he's amazing. But so when there's a cool yeah. R and B guy that's coming up and he doesn't, you know, he just, he's not just like regular degular, you know, trying to be womanizer yeah. kind of thing. You know, he's really talking that talk. Like that's what really gets me amped up. So I'm I'm hyped to see what he does in the future, dude. And those I'm glad you put me onto this one because I'm definitely gonna be replaying this one a lot. Yeah, yeah, this one's on repeat for sure. And uh, but just to, for um. Like you were saying, like, I mean, it just even goes back to one of our previous episodes when we did the Jasmine Sullivan album review and we were talking about um, her and Jasmine and Ari Lennox and how much they're just kind of like, you know, kind of running shit as it as it so seems in the R&B. And again, there's uh, R&B scene. There's clearly a lot of other artists as well. But you're right. Like, I feel like in R&B right now, there's you have Daniel C guys like Daniel Caesar. You have a lucky Who's day. My right? guy. I love, love Daniel, Caesar. Daniel Caesar. I was going to mention him earlier when Daniel Caesar was kind of bubbling up. I thought lucky day was going to be the next guy to kind of bubble mm-hmm. up right along. I think Daniel Caesar's kind of put himself in that space now. Yeah. After he case has. study. Like I think he's yeah. solidified now. I think yeah. lucky day's still trying to creep up there, but he's getting, there. they feel like he's they're in the same there. kind of class. Yeah. Lucky day has been around. Yeah, and he's he's climbing, man. And I will yeah. say this to, to one of your points about not paying attention as much to the lyricism. There was one line here because you know me, I love my puns. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a really awesome line from Tiana Major Nine. It, it stuck out to me when she says, "I'm so headstrong. It will be your lucky day if I answer." I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like that." I I heard that one. I heard that yeah. one. That's funny. You, <laughs> funny you pointed that one out because that's actually one of the ones that I was like. I thought was such an obvious pun that I was like, oh, okay, it's not about the words. <laughs> exactly. No, it's but great. Mike's but Mike's like, no, nah, I dig it. I dig, I dig it. it. Attention to detail. Puns. I do. I do. And I think this song fits perfectly for you and I because we often leave each other on red. So uh. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact, though. So, dude. <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, love to talk about your next track here, which uh, is again off of the judas and black messiah soundtrack man and uh two right. of two, two of other uh dreamville i guess affiliates right i guess you could say they're not exactly in yeah dreamville, but they're, they're more affiliates. affiliates it feels like dreamville wants to claim them right though like they, they oh they had, totally do they, they were big they parts of the uh dreamville Red. comp tape oh yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. but we're talking about plead the 45th with smino and saba and i just think that title honestly is like gangster <laughs> like so and, and then so like sick. all of the other you know, plays on like, I'm just going to be silent. It is my right to be, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. uh, this one, I thought Saba really showed out and Smino wrote, Smino really showed out. And I love when they come together. And usually mm-hmm. they also come together with no name. It was just them two at this point. Yep. But even especially with kind of the backdrop of Judas and the Black Messiah, I was really, really um, just like intrigued by this track. So I'm he, open, I'm hyped to hear what you what you think about it. So when I think Smino and Saba together, I certainly think that they work off of each other so well and also because they bring such different things to the table. Like I thought Saba lyrically was a little stronger as a as a artist on this song, but Smino really opened up with that energy and his cadences always I think engage me very much so. And I've seen Smino live actually. Really? And he had a live band behind him. So if you're just thinking about like how he just just if you think of his music like you i don't know if you necessarily would think like live band but it works so well i can see that honestly after black swan and black jupiter and uh anything off noir like a lot of those songs play really well those are you know he has that jazz rap kind of element oh yeah oh yeah and 
Smino, it's interesting because I feel like because of his delivery and his cadences, I'm not actually th- what like thinking about. It's sort of like your point to the last song uh, with with on red. It's like I'm not normally thinking about his lyricism necessarily, like because I I am so kind of in in tune with like the sonic nature of it. Because because I, I almost feel like it's so unique. Yeah, like, so unique in that way. He's so musical. Yeah. That's what makes him interesting. His voice almost feels like an instrument to me less yeah. so than like it is vocals because of what he's able to do with his voice. So I thought that they both actually played to their strengths on this song, even though not, not saying Smino didn't have like, you know, uh, heady bars or anything like that because he right. did, but it was more. And he does. For me. He, and, and he does have a lot of, uh, uh, really the, dope lyrics, especially yeah. on his catalog. Like he, he definitely pays attention to the lyrics, but it's hard for you. I think as a listener, for us as listeners to even pay attention to his lyrics because he can be so out of this world with his delivery. Right, and that's more my point there. Not to not just not discrediting his lyricism whatsoever, mm. but uh, yeah, I really, I just, I love the double entendre, the play on words of like the forty fifth, like again, like you said, pleading the fifth with, you know, uh, civil rights, but also like fighting back with like a forty five pistol, like that reference, yeah. right? So um, I almost wish this song was a little bit longer. Believe it or not, like I, I thought it was very quick hitting. That's, um, yeah, actually, was, I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. It more or less like Saba's verse. I almost felt like I wished it was a little bit longer, but but it, it, I'm not complaining. Put it this way, like because yeah. I, I I do really enjoy this song. Um, it's again not at the level of what Jay Z and Nipsey dropped on this project for me, uh, but it's really really profound and good enough for me to like be a song that I'll definitely come back to. So I was pleased to hear this one, um, and yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So great great recommendation. Any any bars that stuck out to you? Because I think I had one or two that stuck out to me, and I definitely wasn't surprised. Uh, you know, we kind of talked about we kind of talked about Smino a lot right now in this little breakdown. But Saba, dude, always delivers, man. And I'm mm. not surprised that he was the more lyrical one because he usually is. He, I think that's more of his bag, his straight mm. up bag. But his flows get ridiculous. Um, and yeah, did you have any any bars that stood out stood out to you at all? And really just the more or less the, the hook, I think, was like what got me right with the uh, the mm-hmm. double entendre on like pleading the 45th. So like that, that was really what stood out to me most. But um, as I listen to it a little bit more, I think with some of Saba's bars, I feel like they're going to stick better. You know what I mean? Yeah. As, as I listen to it further. Yeah, I mean, honestly, now I'm looking at the bars. There's like so much to pick from because I, I, I know there's so many too. of them. So it's like I won't highlight any of them. But yeah, I loved the like you said, like you put out kind of to wrap being a full circle is like the constant word play about like, I'm going to use my right to remain silent. I'm also mm-hmm. going to use my right to fight back. Exactly. Uh, and you know, uh, Saba has stuff where he's like, you know, I don't know what's going to kill me in Chicago, like a mm-hmm. pothole or the police. Like it's either one, you know, like he, yeah, he that goes. was actually a sick line. It was a really good song. And I, I very, you know what? I feel like it's interesting too. Like, I feel like once I watched the movie, cause I haven't seen it. Like we mentioned on the last episode, we haven't seen the movie and, I really want it. like that's probably something I'm going to do this week or even this weekend is watch that that movie because um, I I really think it'll kind of put it all together for me once I once mm-hmm. I watch the movie so um, but yeah man yeah, great yeah. great track great recommendation here um, really really excited about these two I hope that they put out more this this uh, this year because I feel like we haven't gotten really any like music from either of these guys but other than like the Dreamville stuff from 
2019. Like I, they were yeah. very quiet in 2020. I feel like there, there, was, Saba, a, there was a, a Saba single that came out in 2020 that I liked a lot. Uh, With Denzel, he, he right? put out a two pack, a two pack, Mrs. Two pack, Whoever, yeah. and Something in the Water. That was Some, actually really good. And that was good yeah. to hear him. But I, I agree with you. I, I jumped to this record when I saw it on the soundtrack because it was like. Oh, I don't get enough of these guys. You know what I mean. Right. And whenever exactly. they link up, have you heard their music they've done with No Name? Like you know how? Oh yeah. Like them Absolutely. and Smino, Saba, No Name have their little like trio. And Those there's a guy. Things are fire. And there's a guy named Felix, not Phoenix. Felix, who also mm. um, does some work with them too, like old stuff. Like gotcha. um, there was a tape that Saba did that's escaping me right now that I really like. But there's this song called "World in My Hands" or something like that. Oh, Bucketless Project. Bucketless Project. Yeah, love that shit. I and, love um, that. I loved that song too. Bucketless Project. Yeah, that's yeah. World in my hands. Even though it's uh, West Side Bound Three was really good. Church. Oh, Church Liquor Store with No Name. Oh my God, that song is crazy. I mean, that song is that song just is an amazing song. Like not even in the context of Smino's like discography. That was one or Saba, of the best. I mean, yeah, Saba. Saba, Saba like, yeah. Like, that's just one of the dopest songs ever. With Smino, my biggest thing was I loved Noir. I, the Black Swan was good, too, but, like, the first five... Really? That's where... We, we might have to talk about that. We might have that's, to have another episode on I got some lost of these guys. in Noir. Yeah, we might have to oh. be a different episode. The first five songs on Noir are incredible to me. Like, Clink, really? Tequila, LMF, Tequila Mockingbird, Spins. Oh, my goodness, bro. This shit's incredible. Incredible. All right, let's, this, another another uh, another episode probably. <laughs> Not to get to because I uh, anyway I'm I'm very. I'm just saying Black Swan, Netflix and Duce, Wild Irish Roses. Uh, All right, I get this, it. This- <laughs> it's a good project. Dangers. I totally agree. I totally agree. It's a good project. I'm not not fronting at all. And and then the, and then of course No Name when um she dropped one of her uh, older uh, albums as well. Like they were all over it. Yeah. So I, I'm and Mick Jenkins like that's like um Gene Doe I believe is how she mm-hmm. pronounced her name. Like that whole kind of circle I guess they make some really solid music, man. So yeah, uh, I've been a fan of theirs for quite a while, but. Uh, I, I, this sounds like by process of elimination that this upcoming song that I chose is the one that you do not like. And, um, I guess I'm not so surprised, but I am a little bit because I thought the vibe was really great on this song. And it's (laughs) with one of my favorite artists, really just like almost of all time, Gary Clark Jr., who doesn't really provide any vocals, but, um, does guitar, but we have Sir Sly and Gary Clark Jr. with Citizen, uh, not too actually... Not too actually uh, familiar with Sir Sly before this. I think this came up on my Spotify radar, release radar, because I like Gary Clark Jr. so much. Because I, uh, his album This Land from 2019 was in my top 10 albums of that year. Um, again, he's more of like a, he does all different types of genres of rock. Gary Clark Jr., if not familiar, is probably one of the, probably one of the best guitar players in the world right now. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm glad you tuned me in though. I, I, and I was. It's funny you say that because you just helped me figure out. I was wondering like, when's this Gary guy come in? And I was like, who? <laughs> I'm like, waiting for his voice or like somebody else's voice. So what I would suggest is if you even if you didn't like this song, whether it's you or whoever's listening, go listen to this land because I think it'll give you a, a better perspective of Gary Clark Jr. as a as an artist. And I've seen him live before, and he is absolutely is he phenomenal. like good guitar and songwriter kind of like John Mayer yes but he's more in like different types of rock like he does like psychedelic rock he'll do like surf rock he'll do like hip-hop-esque rock jazz rock like he's he has an alternative like he really gotcha. has 
and it's crazy because how many different styles of of guitar playing and like genres that he can do but in addition when you go see his shows he like has different guitars for like different styles of songs so like he'll put that's down a dope. guitar and he'll pick up a different one and it's like that's the it, it's crazy this is dude. the metal one or like yeah. this is the acoustic one or this is the the, yeah. the solo this is you know he's he's amazing really go check him out but i'm curious to hear what fell flat for you or what you didn't care about with this song citizen yeah Okay, so I've listened to this a couple times, and I, I think maybe I could listen to it more. I'm always somebody who's, like, a proponent of, like, letting music sit mm-hmm. and letting it marinate and giving and listening to it in different contexts and finding the right context. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. not all songs can are applicable in lots of different scenarios and this is just my plea to tell you i didn't like the song that much uh but um, you're a hater you're a hater he hates <laughs> gary clark jr and sir sly everyone bash him in the comments hey come at me <laughs> sir sly fans come at me we need we need the engagement but i don't think i don't think they're as ruthless as taylor swift fans but either way yeah or on tiktok i don't think they're scouring the internet for anything but i, I the song was and it's not bad it's just the only one on the list where actually, you know what? I'm capping right now. I'm really capping because the FKA Twigs one left me with more of a like, oh, that was cool, but I'm not gonna listen to this. Where this was like, I just forgot it was on. Like I just I I kind of just like no, it, it's just forgettable in that way. You know, not even that I particularly dislike it. I forgot what it was on, and then so I, what I did, you know, and what any good music critic would do is go listen to you know listen to the song while reading the lyrics that made it more redeemable for me i i thought you know the lyrics are cool because i i was able to really you know kind of uh kind of grasp the whole like and i think what the song is like seems to be a play on like whether or not you're going to be a you know a good citizen Mm-hmm. and like keep your mouth shut because it seems like sometimes like the government or the world wants you to just like keep your mouth shut and not have any kind of you know uh we'll just say like or, problematic yeah. thoughts mm-hmm. or you know just to speak out um and you know there's cool like the references where i, I think he's commenting on uh racism and these white lies or sign of the times and the, he talks about white pride, and I think he's clearly coming from a point where he's like, I'm not going to just go along with all this stuff. You know what I mean? I'm not going to just shut up and be a good citizen, which is cool. That that was cool. It just, just ain't hitting for me like that. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it was one of those things where I was like, you know, I could add this to my playlist just to seem like I have a very broad music taste. <laughs> like, but I would be front. <laughs> I would just, you know, like Damn. something like the FKA Twigs song is like not something I would listen to, but more in my realm. Okay. You know, where okay. this is something I would not listen to. And it's also not really in my realm. So, it, it uh, I don't know. It just didn't stick with me. Even though I'm, I don't want to discourage you from sending me more songs like this because I'm always open-minded and interesting and interested in like listening and hearing it out. And and you know, I also, as an artist myself, a big fan of songwriting and and good lyrics. So I I, I can say that like I I like the the premise of the song. Um, but in terms of like the sound, I don't know. Just not for me. You feel me? 
it, okay, that's valid. I'm I'm okay with that. Um, I was actually expecting a lot worse. Um, <laughs> I was expecting you were gonna be like kind of like put off by some of like the religious undertones and sort of no, um, not even and things no. like that. Like, and uh, he, not that I'm religious of, myself. I get it. You know what I mean? Like I, I when when you hear the song mixed with the content of it, like I get why it sounds like that. Or like I feel like I can see, I can envision the type of people that would enjoy this. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, listen. I mean, I'm not like a religious person or anything like that. I'm more spiritual than anything, but um, definitely not religious. But in, in terms of like just the aesthetic and just like the way this song makes me feel, like the almost like the meditative section of it, it's almost interesting. Like, I sort of get very like lost in the like atmospheric and nostalgic sort of um, tones that this song has, and like so the instrumental, and I think. You know, maybe if Gary Clark Jr.'s name's not slapped on it, I don't like it, like love this song as much. Maybe like maybe that is part of it. Maybe I'm a little bit biased. Right. However, um, I love music like this though that you can't really like have a set genre on it because you know you you do have the really cool like Gary Clark Jr. guitar licks that are really phenomenal and I love them especially more as they come to the forefront really on like his guitar solo in the outro. But then there's like some like electronic synths kind of build in towards the end. And I love like the violins and like the wind flutes and the melancholy uh, pianos and keys. They're just blended all super nicely. So I it's it, it, I, I see your point about the song being a little bit, um, I guess, just not underwhelming or flat. I maybe those are like the slow. wrong words, but slow. Maybe, sure. Maybe slow. Sure. Slow. You know, you called it word. meditative. I think one person's meditative is another person's like sleepy kind of music, you know? <laughs> fair enough. Uh, so, and no, I, it's fair I enough. can definitely appreciate in the instrumentation. Like, I like, you know, hearing the beat and uh, all the instruments behind the voice. Uh, you know, it wasn't like a. Right, it wasn't like a strong dislike or anything. It okay. was just like, oh, this is very forgettable for me. Interesting. Yeah, I guess I guess the vocal. Although again, I do like his vocals because I I kind of think he has like interesting like vocal complexion. I think it actually has some personality to it, and uh, so I definitely enjoy it from that perspective. And I really enjoy like the the good luck on love ref- uh, refrain in the hook and. Sort of how he's discussing. I I, yeah. I like that too, actually. Yeah. And that you, I did I did like that. I thought that was a a good little line. That was a nice line. Yeah, and that way he gets like very passionate about it, and um, sort of like the the reverb that's kind of put on the on the on the hook there. Uh, I thought was really well done, and yeah, topically again, just more discussing like you had said, like you know, um, you know, just kind of referring to. You know, like this white pride and, and, and racism and, and kind of like not kind of sticking it to the man, you know, what I mean, like not pulling uh, or not just being quiet because um, not willing to be a bystander. Sure. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. And yeah. I also thought, too, like I thought he talked a lot about just some like the tribulations of kind of just like also like opening up as a person, like sort of like the refrain or the restraint that sometimes we have to like be ourselves um, you know, not, not necessarily like putting pressure on us to be perfect, right? Especially in like a quote unquote cancel culture, like, you know, some of these discourses are important, but like they're going to be uncomfortable conversations sometimes. So just kind of having that, um, that conversation, I think was really, really important. So, I mean, I love this song a lot, clearly, because I was like, I wanted to um, talk about it. We actually talked about that off air about maybe including some songs we don't like instead to be a little <laughs> bit more. Uh, so maybe that, we'll do that for uh, the next new new singles recap. Maybe we'll, we'll sprinkle in a song that we don't we don't typically <laughs> enjoy. But overall, man, this was like one of the songs that weirdly enough I just keep coming back to. And I know it's not your thing. 
but I highly, highly suggest going to check out Gary Clark Jr.'s This Land album because I think you'll be, it, it'll give you a little bit more of a perspective on why I like Gary Clark Jr. so much. So gotcha. Um, oh, definitely. And yeah, like I said, I don't want to discourage you from sending stuff that's out of my field. Oh, you know? absolutely. Um, because like, yeah. I'm totally up for it. And and I, if anything else, I can always really just appreciate like the effort of a good song. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I like broadening my horizons. That's like a big thing for me. Like in Same. my music, especially as I get older, and like I mean, again, it, it's funny. Like the like the Pooh record. You know what I mean? Like oh, I'm yeah. trying to broaden oh, your horizons, yeah. and yeah. and yeah. you're you're acting like an old guy. <laughs> yeah, fine. Maybe this uh, this is more of an old guy song, sure. But uh, <laughs> you know, anyway, uh, an artist that I can't wait to talk about. This is our last song for this episode, and uh, this is yours. And I'm I'm very thrilled that you brought this to my attention because. Wale kind of, I've lost um, a little bit of track of Wale recently after his mm-hmm. Wow That's Crazy album. Um, and so I'm glad I got kind of like refocused on Wale. So uh, I'd love to yeah, hear about you, this song and why you chose it. Yeah, so this is Good Vibes by Wale. Good Vibes and commas, uh, not in commas, in parentheses, za, you know. It's a, it's a real stonery, smoky kind of song. Um, but Wale, I think, just delivers with the word play as usual because Wale is a top-notch lyricist. Like, mm-hmm. I think whether you Absolutely. like his music or not, or like him as a an individual, like I think you you have to be crazy to like take that away from him. Like he's nice with the pen, bro. He's nice with his words. Um, but the the hook on this is super vibey, and I don't even know is it even a consistent hook. But it's like. It's it's a vibe, if anything. And I, mm. I'll, I'll say this. What I really wanted to send you was uh, Wale and Gunna um, on their last... They had a little single recently that... I'm forgetting the name. Flaw, flawed. Flawed. Okay. Uh, so that was, like, at the end of 2020. Um, and that one hit, like... And I, I think it's actually also been doing, like, good numbers just, like, in terms of, like, Billboard and streaming um but Wale and Gunna I honestly wasn't sure how that was gonna mix and Flawed I thought they hit it out the park it's like a super super smooth track and so that was kind of you know kind of similar to your point like that was me being like oh snap I lost track of Wale for a second even though he drops high quality music and when he does drop I always check it out um but I lost track of him for a second then he had the Gunna record and it wasn't like a a reach for like a trap sound he really brought like gonna into this cool moody melodic trap sound that i think fits better with wale but he incorporated gonna like perfectly hmm. so then with this song good vibes uh you know actually it's funny that i, I said at the earlier it's a vibe and that's what it's called <laughs> no pun intended but uh it was kind of for me like oh here's another one where it has some trappy kind of instrument uh a trappy kind of beat but he's still in this more laid back kind of bag and so it like it has like a just like a modern rap kind of instrumental, but with Wale rapping, doing what he does, and you know the content, you know, you know, as somebody you know who be dabbling, you know, myself, <laughs> and with the herbs, like it's just a cool song you can throw. You feel me? Just throwing in the background and just spark up and kind of just have a relaxed kind of session. And I thought it's even better for me. I enjoy the song more because I like seeing Wale win. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think yep. he's always had it. He has a reputation of like feeling unappreciated. So whenever he does have a big song and it's also good, I I like seeing him win. So when I heard this song, it was another kind of uh, 
kind of just reinforced that like ah oh, Wale's still making good music he he's oh, yeah. in his prime still and i think he has space to continue to grow and grow and grow so that's why i was it was such a pleasant surprise to hear that it might have added to my enjoyment more mm-hmm. interesting i so for me with Wale sort of similar i've always liked Wale but never been like a super Wale stan but while that's crazy his 2019 album i absolutely it was really good Oh my God. I thought it was one of his best, maybe of his career. And really, and that, and that really enforces it for me as well that he is still in his prime or like he's very much still in it. You know what I mean? It's like when yeah. we think, when we talk about, you know, um, you know, even like sports players, right? Or athletes, I should say, right? That um, you might think they're necessarily like all out of their prime or whatever, like maybe LeBron James or Steph Curry. Like, nope, they're still in their prime, man. Like, right. Like he's on that level. Like maybe I wouldn't say he's like the LeBron of hip hop, but maybe he's a Steph Curry, right? Of course, in that, of course. He's a, but he's a, he's a top least. gun, and he was a top yeah. gun when he initially broke out in his yeah. freshman class, and then I think he was disappointed, as maybe other people were, with like his performance in the mainstream, and then he yeah. kind of built a reputation of of being upset about that, and I think mm-hmm. he got wrote off. But I think kind of similar to like Lil Durk, you know, he's. Uh, I don't think he's quite having a second wave in the same way that Dirk has because I think he's right. always been present. But I think he's having uh, another, I don't know, it's just another Wally resurgence where I think people yeah. are picking up on him again. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, exactly. And that's why I love Wow That's Crazy so much because there were so many different unique styles that he played into on that on that one that really, like for me, uh, just spoke to his his just artistry and, and brilliance as, as an artist and I've just been very impressed with him over the last couple of years, but notably in 2020, I don't know if he dropped a ton of music, but I wasn't like super keen on, on Wale in 2020 rather than just wow, that's crazy. Like replaying that a bunch. Yeah. Um, and I, again, if I'm ranking like my favorites that of yours over the last two episodes, this is probably my second favorite behind what it feels like. And I think topically as well, it plays excellently with that song and bleed the 45th with a lot of his bars here where he's, Talking a lot about, again, I know that's kind of the thing to talk about right now, obviously, is kind of like, you know, messing with um, politics and government and big government and things like that. But I love some of his lines here when he's saying, like, losing my cool, I, I'm losing my patience, you lose, you using your stimulus just to lose it in Vegas. Like, you know, yeah, people getting these stimulus checks, right, just blowing it on crazy stuff, right? Or it's like dumb things they don't really need. And, um, you know, like, and it kind of just shows like where we're going as 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 an economy, like economically speaking, that people are kind of just like frivolous with their money. And I really liked another line too. Where Wale, said, the economist. <laughs> Wale, the economist. Exactly. And I really liked another line too, where he says, um, "I leave my weapon by the speakers so they hear me clear." I mean, the money be cool. I did amazing this year. I mean, I'm famous, but I'm drained. I need some prayer for real. And I think that again, that speaks I love to like that line too. so cool because I think it speaks to as well like where a lot of people are at in the sort of aftermath stages i think of COVID 19 right where you know we're all very drained from this very all drained from like you know listening to the political jargon that was happening on television all the time and hearing about it constantly like it is i think just going through what we've gone through this last year and a half or well yeah roughly about a year now it's in total but you know i think it, it's it's been a very draining thing and um it's just, it's just a lot of bars on here, like you said, that I really just loved, man. I, I loved uh, how he's talking a little bit about, like, the contradictory mindsets of, like, the riots at the Capitol versus, like, the BLM protests and how, like, some, you know, uh, people in, in the limelight or even that are, like, 
people of color are black, like a Candace Owens, he calls her out on this. Um, and then like the last line here that really like, like really resonated with me a ton too, is it says, and patriotic energy iffy in 21, because 2020 showed me my vision was truly blurry. I'm tired, I'm fried, we all need a reset. Again, so just kind of going off of or, or reinforcing, I guess, the the notion that like, man, we kind of need a break. Like I think yeah. and a, lot of, a lot of us do and feel are feeling that, right? He's, he's not the only one. But yeah, like you said, like the, the tone of the song and like the production, sort of the engineering and sort of all the different sounds he was playing with. It's very upbeat. It's very, it also has, like you said, it definitely has a stoner feel to it as well. But it's certainly a song that um, has that, that uh, substance in the lyricism where it's not just a song that's like an upbeat song to like enjoy. Right. You know, and, and so. there's, lo- there's a lot of social commentary on there and the same similar to what Jay did on, uh, on what it, what feels, it feels like, like yeah. where he comments on the Capitol, you know, Wale has the bar. I seen the Capitol building full of a bunch of rioters, looters and super white people that was getting too rowdy. You do that and you black, they gonna clap you and hug and hug your mommy like cool story, like you know what I mean? Like yeah. definitely a lot of deep, deep social commentary. But I love here's and maybe it's cause I'm a stoner. I don't know. But I love when it's you know, it's and I think there it's always it's very classic hip hop, you know, to kind of have the to kind of have like some real social commentary stand in juxtaposition to like just high half baked thoughts. You know what I mean? Kind of like Cole's high for hours. Um, and, and a lot of, a lot of you know, we'll say like the weed rappers will like have these songs where they're like, oh, this is just a session of us just, you know, getting baked and spitting whatever we want. And, you know, usually what that's supposed to kind of hint towards is like we're going to devolve into these like crazy tangents about the government and Big Brother, you know, because that aligns with that same kind of drug culture. So, so I love it when it's like bars 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 commentary commentary and then it's like ooh, we get back put that zaza in the sky you know what i mean <laughs> put the zaza on the raw i'm feeling yeah. fly put it back in the sky you know zaza in the sky and mm-hmm. then it's like boom we're back into having bars but then it's like yo just relax man relax and just exactly. just puff because that's that's all we can do you know i'm drained i need a reset yeah no i love that juxtaposition as well and uh i, I think wale does a really nice job on the song as a whole just really kind of painting that picture and the imagery and all of that so yeah big shout out to wale man i, I love this song a ton and i'm glad i this one had said another re- like as you had mentioned with like a lucky day it, it skated by me a little bit i i wasn't <laughs> on my wale per se and uh i i you sent me this and i was like oh new new wale track i haven't heard this and i'm uh, also a little annoyed that I hadn't heard it either because again uh, yeah man after how much I loved wow that's crazy you know what I mean it was one of those things wow that's crazy was, like, was good I, I I don't know if I'd call it his best project but that's the one that had a couple dance hall cuts on it right yeah. oh yeah yeah no that was cool because he went to a lot of different sounds oh in for that. sure and I think it was you know I think that's that project with the dance hall influence kind of feels dated to a degree because that was like you know that's right after and during like Drake's like right. dance hall kind of run and then Sway League kind of with like big couple dance hall hits. Mm-hmm. So like people were reaching for that sound, I feel like that year. Uh, but I definitely really loved that project too. So I'm glad you liked it. And I love the the project about nothing, the mixtape about nothing, the album that was about good too. nothing. That was good. Those too. are still so, so classic to me mm-hmm. though. Like I don't know if it 
but it was definitely up there you know it's high quality music nonetheless all the time from all the yeah, and even though it was like a dance hall aspect, like you said, on some of those songs, I almost felt like he took it like a completely like retro like sound on it and kind of even yeah, like re- he, he reinvented he, it a yep. little bit. Yeah. I hear that. I remember that being like, you know, this is dance hall, but like Wale is putting like a different spin on it. He's not just mm-hmm. like just going to like he's not just, you know, like mailing it in saying like I'm going to sing a little bit and add a couple of refrains here and there just to be right. dance holly or I'm just going to make it all about ass. You know, he was still like having a cool twist on his cadence and mm-hmm. it was still rapping and then singing and a little singing bit. too yeah yeah so i was super impressed with everything that he's done and it, it seems like he's on a good trajectory right now yeah like in a good place in his career when i i agree with you i think it could have gone pretty south pretty quickly had he not had dropped a, an album like that and, and to an extent as well like the album about about nothing definitely uh, did that for me as well, where it kind of got me back into Wale a little bit. But there was an album that I really didn't care for. I think it was Shine, actually. It was the one that was right after it. Oh, I remember that one. That yep. I didn't care yeah, for. Yeah, it was all right. I think um, he put that one pretty quickly. They're not super far. Uh, two really... years apart from album. So it goes 2015. Oh, 2015 album about nothing. Shine in 2017. Wow, that's crazy in 2019. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Got he's you. he's been pretty consistent with every two years from yeah. attention. I remember attention Shine def- too. That was about like yeah. his daughter a lot. I think there was mm-hmm. a lot of subject matter about his him being a, a dad. But I, I gotta say, I love this. Where we're talking about good vibes, I, I love this song. And following the last single he had before this, I just think like he's kind of building some momentum for me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think you should go check out. I don't know if you've heard it, but Wale and Gunna. It's called Flawed. Hmm. And it's more of like a, a clubby, trappy, you know, kind of casual listen kind of song. Sorry. It's definitely not like no commentary or anything, but the song is smooth. The song is okay. just smooth, dude. I'll have to check it out, even though I'm not a big Gunna fan. I, I even with Wale on it, that might yeah. that might kind of help it out a little bit potentially. So, but hey, man, we talked about a lot of great music uh, on these two episodes, and uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to talk about more. I'm, I'm sure uh, we will have plenty more to talk about as the year progresses, but. Hey guys, got to do this more. Oh, we yeah, this this was a fun one. You guys will definitely uh, yeah, let, let us know what you guys think of these episodes. If do you want to hear us talk more about just music reviews, or would you like to hear us talk about more like as, as terms like music culture and and news or whatever? So uh, I'm sure I'm sure we'll try to mix in as much as we can. But uh, yeah, leave us a comment. I mean, let us know what you think of you know our um, our subject matter on these episodes but also what you think of the songs like what which songs do yeah. you like what do you, you agree? think what do you yeah. like what are you adding what did you not care for is there anything we sh- also it'd be kind of sick if we had a little thing or like we got uh songs suggested from us in the comments you know it's hard to get people in the comments and engagements in there but if there's anything you guys would like us to talk about or listen to i think me and mike would definitely be down for that that would be cool maybe we'll do like a um next time we do this maybe like a a fan selection where we get that that actually sounds like a good idea so yeah i mean definitely make sure you guys follow us at turntable teachers for things like that like those are like um posts that we'd probably put there as well uh so if you're you're listening to this right now whether you're on a podcast streaming service or YouTube, uh, please make sure you subscribe. Again, it really helps us out a ton. If you're subscribed, if you enjoy the enjoy the podcast, I mean, you know, and then hit that bell. I know that's like a thing YouTubers say. That's a say, thing that YouTubers say, right? Right, right. So you get notified <laughs> said, I know we that's drop. a thing. That's hit the bell. The thing. Yeah, I'm not saying like a big YouTuber, more podcast here. But again, um, you know, subscribe to our stuff. Follow us on Instagram at Turntable Teachers. That's where we kind of funnel like a lot of our, uh, you know, things 
keeping up to date with our podcast. And then of course, head to our website, www.turntableteachers.com. Got a lot of like really great blogs on there. Uh, that just dropped recently on some local artists as well. And I think maybe that'll be another thing too. Maybe we'll uh, sprinkle in some local, uh, you know, music reviews as well. Oh, we got to get too. into that soon. That'll actually. be fun. That's too. a really yeah. good point. Yeah. So uh, yeah, a lot more to talk about from Phoenix and I, but uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely give us a follow and let us know. And yeah, if you didn't, if you didn't hear our uh, first new singles uh, recap, uh, that we dropped a couple of days ago. Make sure you obviously go check that out as well. Uh, that's the episode prior to. Also, uh, leave a comment if you love Mike's sweatshirt because it's hard. Because yo, can I show you something real quick? So can I? So my girlfriend made this. Oh what? So ready? Watch this. I think I got to take my headphones off for you to see it. Well, maybe not. Actually, I'll leave them on. Oh, that's sick, dude. Wow, she made that? Holy crap, dude. Yo, shout out shout out Scarfo's girl. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Carissa. No, but in all seriousness, uh she has this this thing called the cricket. It's like a you can literally like make clothes from it or something. Like it's Yo, it's, I it's I actually just heard about that. That's so funny. I we're trying to make clothes for the studio and somebody just mentioned like, "Oh, I know a person with a cricket." And we were all like, "What is that?" Bro fresh as hell <laughs> yeah just, it looks like real merch it doesn't it? it i know so i mean we can't sell it obviously because you know whatever but like in right. terms of like making like cool clothes like that like yeah she, her and her sister do like really cool like stuff they did like a there's this cool thing uh well, i'm actually glad you mentioned this because we might have a uh, merch giveaway a custom merch giveaway coming out pretty soon actually so that's i'm, I'm glad i'm glad you said that because uh something that her uh, uh my girlfriend chris and i shout out to shout out carissa uh something we're in the works uh doing for you guys and it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool uh, i'll just i'll put it that way the uh some of the sick. some of the some of the merch we're gonna uh we're gonna uh get out there uh wow really, what an really, excellent really cool. segue right there come back next week because who knows what mike might be wearing dude <laughs> i might yeah i might have something completely different on us yeah so Anyway, but guys, like, listen, thank you so much for being here on this episode with us. And yeah, follow us on all our socials for things like this so that way you can get in on the conversation and also get in on all the awesome stuff we got going in 2021, man. Like, get get in with us before uh, before things start getting big. So it, Yeah, because uh, yeah, we're out of here soon, y'all. You guys want to get <laughs> us in here. You guys want to get on it now. Get on it now. Because we're out of here soon, all right? Yes, and that sir. includes all you local artists, all right? Before we start having to charge an arm and a leg for you to be on this show, you might want to, you know, send in some stuff while it's free. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, send in DMs, inquiries on any music that you, you know, want us to review or talk about. Like, we'd love to hear it or at least... Uh, you know, put it, get get our ears to it. Maybe not, maybe not exactly get it landed on the show, but it's possible. So uh, you never know. So make sure you uh, send us a DM and uh, any inquiries, any local indie or indie artists out there. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be from Massachusetts. You can be from anywhere. I'd love to hear your stuff. So make sure you send it in. But let's Phoenix, do it, man. We love music around here. We yeah, I think we I think we enjoy it to an extent. <laughs> just a little bit. Just, just, a, little just bit. a little bit. Just a little bit. But we will be back again very soon. Stay tuned because we have some really incredible guests coming on the show as well for our guest speaker series and you don't want to miss those like some some heavy hitters that you from especially from the boston area that you don't want to miss Hell yeah so uh make sure you tune in for those and uh and that's it that's all we got for today's episode uh thanks for tuning in i am mike i'm phoenix we the turntable teachers and class is officially dismissed so